Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 173 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about the fact that the Lord is near. Let's dive in. Over the last several days, I've been pondering this statement made by Paul in Philippians chapter 4, verse 5. He says, the Lord is at hand. And it's interesting when you look at that passage, it's kind of like reaching back into verse four and five, as well as reaching forward into verse six. In fact, I was looking up what a bunch of scholars thought about the verse. And it's interesting. They kind of go, well, (laughs) we don't know what to do with it. It can probably go with either one. In other words, Paul reminds us that the Lord is at hand. And if you see it coming with the early material, in other words, the rejoice in the Lord always, again, I say rejoice and let your reasonable or gentleness be known to everyone, then what you would understand that verse to mean is, well, the Lord's day is coming soon, that Christ is returning. Therefore, act, think, and behave like a Christian. But some scholars say, well, it might be better understood going with the next statement, which is, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And in that sense, it would have this idea that the Lord has drawn near and now he is close by and therefore there is no reason to fear. Well, as I was studying the passage, I came to the conclusion that it seems like Paul's actually telling us both. That there's this reality that happens when I begin to understand that the Lord is coming back soon. Now, regardless of what you want to say about what's going on in the culture, it's interesting to me that We are closer now to the Lord's return than ever before in human history. In fact, tomorrow, we're actually going to be even closer than we are today. Now, I know that's obvious. But so oftentimes, I think the way that we live is we presume that, well, yeah, the Lord has said he'll return, but he's waited 2,000 years. So likely, he's not going to return in my lifetime. But yet, the early church had this constant hunger, desire, and drive of crying out, Lord, come, come. 
In fact, I love what scripture says. It says that the spirit and the bride say, come. That for 2,000 years, the body of Christ, the church, and the spirit of God have all been praying, Maranatha, Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus, come. What would happen if you and I began to live with that reality? Leonard Ravenhill used to quote Jonathan Edwards and talked about that idea of, Lord, stamp eternity upon my eyeball. And it was that idea that I need to be eternally minded. And if, if I begin to live as if Christ is returning soon, it would actually change the way I live today. In other words, I would actually bring my life into alignment with scripture because I realize that the days are short. Well, in truth, they are. What would it look like if you and I began to live for eternity? That what we were investing in and how we were spending our time wasn't just in the frivolous or the, you know, the mundane or the temporal, but we were spending the majority of our life going after the eternal things that actually matter, that which is going to last for eternity. And again, I love what Paul is saying here in this passage about, I need to live correctly. Why? Because the Lord is coming soon. So I need to behave as a Christian. So therefore I should live in godliness and I should walk in holiness and I should be marked by righteousness and integrity and truth and love because that is the life of Christ. I've often pondered this idea of if Christ is returning soon, it actually changes how I see temptation. In other words, if there's this big temptation in my life or whatever, and I know that Christ is returning, let's say hypothetically tomorrow, well, that temptation actually begins to lose its power because in light of the fact that Christ is returning, that temptation really is not that appealing. It's only when I put distance between me and Jesus that the temptation actually looks enticing. So what would happen if, like Jonathan Edwards prayed and like Leonard Ravenhill used to quote, what if our desire is that we would be eternally minded and that eternity would be stamped upon our eyeball? Now, the other side of this statement that Paul's making, I think is so precious. He's saying the Lord is near and it has that idea of the Lord has drawn close, that he's intimate with us. In fact, he lives inside of us through his indwelling Holy Spirit. And as such, I actually can walk forward forward in boldness and confidence to live the Christian life. That as 2 Peter 1.3 says, that his divine power has given us all things that we need for life and for godliness. In other words, you and I can actually live as Christ has called us to live. We can function as Christians. We can walk in victory and triumph and hope and freedom and love and joy and peace because the Lord is at hand. He has drawn nigh and he is actually indwelling our lives through his spirit. So over these last few days, I've just been freshly pondering, what does it look like for the Lord to be at hand? What, what, what does it actually mean for me to actually live as if he's returning soon? How would that change how I talk, how I think, and how I act? If, if I began to realize that the Lord has come close and actually indwells my life and wants relationship and intimacy, well, that changes everything. Because no longer do I have to face the world on my own. No longer do I have to face the craziness of culture. No longer do I have to face anything that may cause me fear. In fact, I'm reminded that I do not have to fear because the Lord has drawn near. 
So there's no reason to be anxious. There's no reason to fear. There is no reason to live in worry and trepidation and and concern because the Lord has drawn near. And no matter what happens with culture, no matter what happens with our politics, no matter what happens with the economy or society, I can stand boldly as a Christian because the Lord has drawn near. Boy, that is such great news. And it's interesting that as I've just been studying Philippians 4, it is such a small passage that Paul just kind of inserts within his statement there. And yet it is loaded which is profound depth that is to change our life. Well, I recently took this whole idea and I preached a sermon recently looking at this idea of the Lord is at hand. And if you would like to listen to that message, well, I actually have another podcast called the N.R. Johnson Sermons. And it's more of just a collection, a place where I can just kind of put some of the messages and sermons that I've preached over the years that really don't have a place to go anywhere else. So if you'd like to listen to the full-length message of this idea of what does it mean for the Lord to be at hand and what does it change practically in our life for today, well, then I would encourage you to go check out that message on the N.R. Johnson Sermon Podcast. Now, you can subscribe through your favorite podcast player or you can find that message on the Deeper Christian website. But if you would like a direct link to that message, you can go to the show notes for this episode And you can see there where you can download the the message, or you can even subscribe to that in our Johnson Sermon podcast. And you can do all of that by going to the show notes for this episode at deeperchristian.com forward slash 173 for episode 173. Or you can just pull up your favorite podcast player and search for in our Johnson Sermon podcast. Well, I just hope that is an encouragement to you that in this day, no matter what you are facing, no matter what you are going through, the Lord is near you. Well, know I am cheering you on, and I'm so excited for all that God is doing in your life in these days. So until next time, keep building your life around Jesus Christ.